Well, we have been getting some awesome teachings here at SGMC. If you have not been keeping up with Pastor Ritz, I, I encourage you to avail yourself to the past teachings we've been getting. A couple of Wednesdays ago, he started a teaching on protecting my momentum. And uh, then on the Sunday, on Sunday, he talked about choices. So we're going to stay in the same vein of protecting uh, my momentum. And when we're talking about momentum, we're talking about your strength, your power, your energy as a believer. Glory to God. I'm going to give you the points first in case I don't get back to them, and then we're going to get the scriptures to go with them, okay? Y'all going to work with me? Glory to God. Okay, so how do I protect my momentum? Number one, we know that you need to keep God first. God needs, it needs to be, God needs to be priority number one. Glory to God. Because if God is not in his place, nothing else is going to be in order in our lives. He is our life, basically. He's our life. So he needs to be first. So uh, then number, point number two is praying in the spirit. You got to have the person, the power, the influence of the Holy Ghost. You got to have, you got to have him every day. You need to be praying in the, in the Holy Spirit. I know a lot of people don't want to, you know, they have a lot of misunderstandings and myths about tongues and about the Holy Spirit, but... That's, that's the only way we're going to make it. That's, you can't, it's like, Pastor Tracy used to always say, it's like having a, a, driving a car with no power stirring. You, you got to have the Holy Spirit, and you need to pray in the Holy Spirit daily. He's our helper. He's our intercessor, our standby. He's a strengthener, a comforter. He's so many things, we got to have him. I don't know how people I don't know how people make it without him, but you got to have him. So number two, to how to protect our momentum, we're praying in the spirit. Number three, point number three, is uh, connect with those who have momentum. And for us here at SGFC, we know that that is Pastor Rex and Pastor Tracy. Glory to God. Connect with those who have momentum. So glory to God. So we are to follow them as they follow Christ. Praise God. Glory to God. So we're going to go, I'm going to go ahead, okay, I'm going to go back and go to the scriptures. Uh, let's go to Matthew 6, 31 through 33. And that's going to be in the Amplified. Matthew 6, 31 through 33 in the Amplified. Uh, Therefore, do not worry or be anxious, perpetual, uneasy, distracted, saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? For the pagan Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. But do not worry, for your heavenly Father knows that you need them. I think it's one more verse. But first and most importantly, first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given to you also. So everything we need, everything we desire can be found in him. But he has to be first. What I found out, and me personally, a lot of times people just kind of do things and then want to bring God in on the, on the back end. At the, you need him in the, 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 the 99th hour. You need him. You need him. You need him to, out, to act real quick. But that's not the way God works. But if we keep him first, all the other things will be added to us. Glory to God. Let's go to Romans 12. And that's going to be in the message. We're going to read verses 1 and 2. 
Romans 12 and 1. 1 through 2. Romans 12. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you could do for him. So everything that we do, we're to acknowledge him, to depend on him. See, that's where the, the, the trust and the faith come in, to depend on him. Depend on him for everything. Depend on him for directions. Depend on him for wisdom. Depend on him to meet your needs. Glory to God. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Wow. And we see, we see a lot of that. We see a lot of that. Instead, fix your attention on God. And, and there's, it's so much calling for our attention. You have to be intentional about fixing your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what he wants for, from you, and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. And when he said culture, we know what that is. That's our environment. Yeah. All of us come out of this, uh, different environments, different cultures. Uh, I was thinking about Pastor Rex and Pastor Tracy. Uh, they have a, that's, it's a, a task to get so many different people coming from so many different backgrounds, so many cultures coming inside to get everybody on one accord yeah. to do kingdom. Yeah. It, that's, a, that's a task. We know it can be done in God, but I'm just saying, it's a, that's a test. My heart go out, and I'm so thankful for them because it's, that ain't no joke. I know that's no joke. And, of course, God has graced them and anointed them to do it, but that is a test. And, uh, yeah, that's why we need to undergird our pastors daily, you know. We need to be undergirding them. Uh, someone sees into their lives. I mean, because that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. So we know there's, there's nothing too hard for God, but the culture that you come out of, that's, that's the people you're around, you know, the, the places you go, the things you do. So when we come into the kingdom of God, our culture has to change. It has to change. And that's one of the, the, the hardest things for a lot of people is to divorce yourself from the culture that you have come from and start begin to examine them, to line, to line up with Christ. Glory to God. Let's go to John 14, 16 through 18. That's in the Amplifier. This, is, this goes with point number two. Praying in the spirit to help protect your momentum. Help protect your strength, your energy. Here we go. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. Thank God. Thank, thank you, Jesus. God is, when I say he's so good, you done, you, he laid everything out. And then I declared the end from the beginning. Now I'm going to give you a helper to help you go on along your way. I, I done blessed you and did everything and give you everything that pertains to life and godliness. And now I'm going to take you by the hand and I'm going to help you walk it out. Man, come on. 
That's awesome to me. That's awesome. He said, I give you another helper, a comforter. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Advocate. Woo. Intercessor. When you don't know what to pray or how to pray. Intercessor. Counselor. Strengthener. Stand by. To be with you forever. Matter of fact, Pastor Rest taught us teaching on it's the Holy Spirit is the guarantee for us. Glory to God. He's the guarantee for us. Uh, keep going. The spirit of truth. Thank you, Lord. Whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart because it does not see him and know him. But you know him. You know him. Because he is the Holy Spirit remains with you continually. Continually. And he's a gentleman. He's not going to force you. But we need to invite the Holy Spirit in every day on our every day. Allow him to lead you and guide you. Allow him to help you through your day. Glory to God. He remains with you continually and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. Comfortless. Bereaved. Helpless. I will come back to you. Glory to God. We got to have the Holy Spirit. We got to have him. Now let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. This is, goes with point number three, to connect with those who have momentum. You need pastors. For us, we know who our pastors are, but I'm just saying for anybody that's viewing online, connect with pastors, uh, coaches that can help you be a success, teach you how to become a successful Christian. And we know here we got the both of best worlds. We got the, we got the best of both worlds. Thank you, Lord. So we are to imitate Pastor Rex and Pastor Tracy. They says we we should just imitate them, follow them as they follow Christ. So connect with them. That's what what it's all about. God sets the members in the body just as he pleased. He calls each of us to be, to call to a certain pastor, a, a local body. He calls each of us and of course, you need to acknowledge God concerning where that's at. Amen. Glory to God. We don't, we don't get to pick that. Just like we don't get to pick our natural parents. Amen. We don't know. We, can't, we didn't pick that. We don't pick it. So we really can't control the environment that you came out of as a child. But as a believer, God sets the members up in the body just as he pleased. He's so awesome. He sends you to the, the pastor, the, the coach, the one that has that what you need on the inside of them. Glory to God. He knows what's inside of us. And I, I was uh, teasing, kind of teasing Tamara, uh, and I shared this with Pastor Rex. Um, when he asked me to do this, and the natural, I was like, I'm not a minister, you know. I'm not, I'm not a minister. I'm just, you know, I'm more comfortable doing prayer. But Com- growth is outside your comfort zone. When you allow our, the pastors to pastor you, to mentor you, to father and mother you, that's when you're able to rise to your highest potential. See, they know they, it comes along with the office. They can see what's on the inside of you. They can see the gifts and talents that you didn't know you had. And one of them I remember back in the day uh, is prayer now, but I didn't know back in the day uh, there was an instance where 
uh, there was some, a funeral or something that pa Pastor Tracy and a couple of the ministers are, were going to go to a funeral. And they were praying about who was going to do corporate prayer, lead intercessory prayer, because at that time we had prayer every, every day and on Saturdays. So when they come back, Pastor Rex, they acknowledged God, and he said, uh, Zenobia's supposed to do it. And I'm like, you sure he said me? Because in my mind, I'm like, you know, I, I, I just wasn't thinking about that. And so now that I'm thinking back on it, now I know it was God. Every job I went on, people would always ask me to pray. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know. I'm like, all these people here, y'all, you know, why they asking me? But it was God nudging, you know what I'm saying, letting you know that this is one of the things that I'm, I've called you to do. And pastor saw before I did. My pastor saw before I did. I didn't know. So just what I'm trying to say is allow them to pastor you. So when, you, when they ask you to do stuff, don't run. Even though it, it may be fearful for you to do something that's outside of your comfort zone, you know, submit, submit, and allow them to father and mother you. And, okay, glory to God. That's the only way we're going to grow. I mean, what's good? What's, what's, what do you need an anointing or gift for if you're not going to use it? That don't make sense, do it? I don't need to be anointed sitting up at home. Do that. I mean, just think about it. But any time that there's something outside of your norm, the inner critic, and those of y'all that are in Pastor Tracy's uh, I'm Ready program, you know what I'm talking about. Anytime it's something outside of the norm, the inner critic will come in and say, what you doing? You, you can't do that. You don't know how to do that. You ain't good enough. And so when you understand that that's the inner critic, you know how to silence the inner critic. I'm bold as a lion. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You let, the, you let him down. And the inner critic is designed to help to, to, you know, to keep you safe. It's um, that flight or, flight or fight. So basically, when you step out and do something else, it's thinking, okay, I'm trying to protect her, but at the same time, this, I need to step outside of my, I need to step out of here so I can grow, so I can rise to my own. So you got to know how to be aware of that. You got to be aware of when it's the enemy speaking to you, when it's the inner critic, and when it's God speaking to you. And thank God we got pastors here to help us with that. Glory to God. You don't have to do it by yourself. Glory to God. Let's move on. Let's go to Hebrews 2 and 1. And that's going to be ERV. Hebrews 2 and 1. So we must be careful to follow what we were taught. We must be, uh, be careful so that we will not be pulled away from the true way. Glory to God. So God is calling us this morning. He's been, Pastor Ray said it was a spiritual, a spiritual warning, like spiritual energy. Like, you know how your light go on in your car when it, you need gas, you're low on gas? So we don't want to ignore, ignore that warning this morning. Glory to God. That, he said a, a course corrector. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So some have, it's low. And some's out. <laughs> some are way out. But look at God's mercy and grace, though. Hey, 
All you got to do is, like he said, is connect with somebody that's got momentum and that's our pastors. Glory to God. Somebody that's, he said that object, it's a, it, that, uh, that will speed it up or slow it down. Now, you don't need to connect with nothing that ain't going nowhere. That's just like a train parked and you got cabs, cabinets or whatever they call them, cars connected. If that's that control booster ain't moving, you ain't moving. So some have connected to non-moving. And today God is calling us to get on the move. Glory to God. He calling us to connect, to get back connected with the, with the ones that have the momentum. Glory to God. He's calling us to, to connect. He's calling us upward, out of where you've been. Glory to God. Let's go to uh, 2 Timothy 3, and we're going to read verses 1 through 5, and that's going to be in the Amplified. This thing is real. I never understood back in the day. You know, your parents would tell you, uh, you know, you would have people that you, you kind of liked or whatever, and you wanted to go spend the night with them as a child, or you want to play with them. Mom and dad would say no. And I'm like, why? I, that's my friend. Mama said, oh, I, I used to hate when she said this. You ain't got no friends. She said, you don't have, let me correct that. You don't have any friends. You don't have any friends. And I'd be like, why you, why she saying that? But now that I'm an adult, I know now. That means they had saw something in the parents or they had saw something in them that they didn't want in their children's lives. They want it better for us. You want better for your kids. So I never did understand that we would have to beg to even go to our grandmother's house. And I'm like, it's my grandmama. But I understand now that she was, it was out of protection. Because, see, you don't want to be connected to the wrong people. Doing the wrong, people have lost their lives. Being connected with the wrong person at the wrong time. In the wrong place. So you don't, we don't want to be connected. You don't want to be connected to the wrong people. Amen. Toxic environments, negative people. And you know them. You know them. You know how you feel when you, when you get through talking to them or you've been somewhere with them. A conversation. You know, you know how you feel. You got to go pray fast and do everything else to get yourself back. Who wants to keep going through that? But understand this, that in the last days, dangerous times, we, we, we already know that, a great stress and trouble will come, difficult days that will be hard to bear, for people will be lovers of self, that we already know that, we seeing that, narcissistic, self-focused, lovers of money, robbing, stealing, killing, Taking what other people done work for. Impaled by greed. Boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents. Oh, my gosh. Arrogant, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. This is the times we're in. 
and they will be unloving, devoid of natural human affection. We see that. Collapse and inhumane. I mean, <laughs> help us, Lord. Malicious, gossips, devoid of self-control, intemperate, immoral, brutal, haters of good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of sensual pleasure, rather than lovers of God. We see that now. Holding to a form of outward godliness. A form. You look religious. You sound religious. Although they have denied its power, for their conduct nullifies their claim of faith. Avoid such people. How many times is he going to say that? I mean, even throughout the Bible, I'm serious, throughout the scriptures, even in the Old Testament, you will, you will see what God was telling them. Don't marry with them. Don't marry. Don't give in marriage. Don't marry them. Don't co-mingle them. Don't mingle, don't mingle with them. He kept saying it, kept saying it. I was, th I was thinking even about Abraham. And it will be some family members that you have to separate from to follow God. And that's okay. It's okay. But I don't want to, my family to have so much influence on me that I can't do what God is calling me to do. So sometimes you are called to separate. He called Abram. He said, get away from your family. Get away from your country. Get away from the familiar. And go to a place where I'm going to show you. And sometimes you, I mean, sometimes you just got to separate from family. Because God knows that the influence that they have on you, he cannot, he, he can't. He can't be the voice. He can't lead you. He can't guide you. Because they lead you. You're right. They lead. So he said, keep far away from them. So God is urging us to do a self-introspection today. Look at our environments. Look at the, the, our inner circle. Look at who we, who, the culture that you Proverbs 19 and 3. And a lot of our, uh, the unhappiness, the unfulfillment, frustrations, a lot of that is because of decisions that we're making, making bad decisions. Making bad decisions. Some people ruin themselves by their own stupid actions and then blame the Lord. So you go ahead and do something because you don't want to wait. And then, now you need a miracle. Now you need God to move right now. Get me out yesterday. You're right. Get me out yesterday. But you didn't acknowledge him. He didn't tell you to do it in the beginning. But look at the, the mercy and grace of God. He's so merciful and so great. He's so, he's so good that even when we mess up, he'll take it and use it and work it out together for our good. It's awesome. So who you know, where you go, and what you think you know is vitally important because that shapes that's going to your decision making.
And it's your decision making that has caused your momentum to either be gone or low today. Glory to God. Somebody say, we getting our momentum back. And if I was disconnected from where God called me to, I'm going to reconnect on the day. Glory to God. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to read verses 9 through 11 in the Amplified. So uh, y'all remember Pastor X, but he used this, uh, not this exact scripture, I think, but uh, uh, Paul wrote the, was writing the letters to Corinth. And this place was known for sin, prostitution, idol worship. So he had an established church there. And they were having a problem with divorcing that culture. We know some places like that that they known for certain stuff, certain things. And my thing was, I was sitting up there thinking about it, I said, if it was gonna be so, just so hard to serve the Lord, why not move? Why not, I'm serious, why not move? But they, it was, they were having such a hard time divorcing themselves from the culture there. They had, uh, a young man slept with his uh, father's wife, and, and people was, it was division. They was fussing, it was division in the church, fussing about who, who, say, who got saved up under who. That sound familiar today? Yeah. Who begot them in the gospel? Who baptized them? I mean, just, I mean, it sound familiar, don't it? And just like today, a lot of believers are still having trouble divorcing themselves from the culture that you have come, come out of, accustomed to. He said, I wrote you in my previous letter not to associate with sexual immoral people. Not meaning the immoral people of this world. So he's talking about people, church people, Christians. The ones that sitting beside you. Or the greedy ones and swindlers or adulterers. For then you would have to get out of the world and human society altogether. So you're not talking about the worldly people. The worldly people do what they do. I'm talking about believers, Christians. But actually, I have written to you not to associate with a so-called Christian brother if he is sexual immoral or greedy or is an adulterer, devoted to any kind, devoted to anything that takes the place of God, or is a rival or who is insults and sl or slanders or otherwise verbally abuses others, or is a drunkard or a swindler, you must not so much as eat with a person. That sound, I know it sounds hard, but it's just that serious. It's just that serious. If the wrong thing gets inside of your spirit, it's easy in, 
But it's not, it's hard to get it out of there. It's not, it's possible. I'm just saying it's easy to get in there. But it's not as easy to get it out. So you have to be careful. I mean, you got to be, how many, you got, how many of you guys have uh, security on your home? Home security. Okay. And, okay, you don't, you don't want just anybody coming in your house. So why do we let anybody into your spirit, into your inner circle, using your spirit as a garbage can? Why do we let anybody? Just like you protect your homes. You got the, I mean, it's just that serious, though. It's just that serious. It's just that serious. Our environment, our culture, our inner circle, our influence, our choices affect our momentum. We're either contaminated by our culture or we're either cultivated. Which one are you today? Are you contaminated or are you being cultivated? And it's hard when you or in wrong environments, and then coming to the house of God, it's, it's, it's hard to get with the service. You, you, you're pretty much in a fog. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's serious. 1 Corinthians 15 and 33. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. And some people might say, oh, that, that don't matter. That's just Bob. Bob, good people. And God, Bob might be a good person, but he's just not good for you. And where are you going? See, we all have unique paths that God has called us to. And a lot of times those people can't go where you're going. Matter of fact, they're on different paths. So, and nothing wrong, I mean, hey. And it's hard for us as people to let go. We'll hold on with a relationship. And you, you just about, I mean, people getting abused and all kind of stuff, just about die because you don't want to let go. You got to know when a relationship has expired. When there's been a shift, when there's been a shift, and it's okay. I know it don't feel good, but you, you, it's so serious that do you want it to cause you not to reach your destiny? Not to be in the purpose and the will of God? And you pray for people. I mean, we pray for them, but I got to pray for you over on the other side. Because right now, God is calling me upward. And an environment will either bring you down or bring you up. Connected to the right people. I say, well, I use pastor now, Pastor Ritz and Pastor Tracy. Connected to the right people will cause you to come up. And it, we're not talking about just material blessings, but it will change the way you dress. It, it, it exposes you to better. You didn't know. 
to believe for better until you're exposed to better. And our pastors are a preview of a coming attraction. And thank God you want your man and woman of God to, to live nice, to drive nice. I mean, because wherever the head goes, the body's going. Glory to God. Let's go to uh, Jonah 1. And I don't plan to be uh, that long. I'm, by, I'm almost done. Jonah 1, and we're going to read 1 through 17 in the Amplified. And you guys know about this if you're Bible readers. Uh, God had called Jonah to go and preach uh, a message to the city of Nimbi. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amtama. I guess I'm pronouncing that right, saying, Go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim judgment against it. For their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away to tarnish, to escape from the presence of the Lord and his duty as his prophet. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to tarnish, the most remote of the Phoenician trading cities. So he paid the fare and went down into the ship to go with them to tarnish away from the presence of the Lord, running. And, and all the time, I tell you, that flesh ain't going to want to do what God's telling you to do. But one thing about God, there's always benefits. Always benefits to doing what he said to do. Glory to God. But the Lord hurled a great wind towards the sea, and there was a violent tempest on the sea so that the ship was about to break up. Then the sailors were afraid, and each man cried out to his God. They didn't know what was going on. But get this, they knew the, the climate had changed, though. <laughs> See, you got to know when the climate done changed. You need to know that. <laughs> you got to know. They call on their God. They trying to figure out what's going on. He to, and, uh, and to lighten the ship and diminish the danger, they threw the ship's cargo. They started throwing everything out. You trying everything. You don't know what's with, You do know, but you don't want to know. You know what it is, but you hoping that it's something else. Because you don't want to separate from who you connected to. But you got to, though. It's, is it worth your destiny? Is it worth the purpose of God? It ain't, it ain't that good. I'm telling you, it ain't nothing that good. Nothing. They started throwing stuff over. But Jonah had gone below into the hold of the ship and had lain down and go down and, and was sound asleep. See, they, they sleeping at night, and you up. Pacing the floor, trying to figure out what's going on. They sleep, sound asleep. He done did whatever he going to do. He ain't worried about it. So the captain came up to him and said, how can you stay asleep? Get up and call on your God. Perhaps your God will give a thought to us so that we will not perish. And they said to another, come let us cast lots, lots so we may learn who is to blame for this disaster. See, you trying to figure out what it is. You know. You know. So they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. 
that fell on John. Bob that you didn't want to let go. Becky, it fell on them. Come on. Then they said to him, now tell us who is to blame for this disaster. What is your occupation? We don't ask nobody no questions. We don't even ask questions. Just go, just, just join up, hook up with people, and I mean, don't know nothing don't know my, know nothing. And nowadays, you can't date without the Holy Ghost. You better be praying in tongues, because you don't know what you're getting. People doing all kind of stuff. He said, where do you come from? Now that now he already on the boat, y'all out there in the middle of the water, now you want to ask some questions. You should have asked that when he got on the boat. When you, call, when you allowed them in your inner circle, you should have already known where they come from. <laughs> he said, I'm a Hebrew, and I reverently fear and worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men became extremely frightened and said to him, how can you do this? (laughs) For the men knew that he was running from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then they said to him, what should we do to you so that the sea will become calm for us? For the sea was becoming more and more violent. Jonah said, pick me up and throw me into the sea. And some people have told you, I ain't no good for you. I ain't no good for you. You trying to do something with your life, you go ahead. You go on. Look what they did, though. This is what we do. This is what we do right here. He said, pick me up and throw me in the sea. Then the sea will become calm for you. For I know that it is because of me that this great storm has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard. They didn't throw him, see? You seen the signs, red, white, and blue. You done seen it. You done heard it. That somebody confirmed to you in the store. You done heard your pastor. You done heard everybody confirming to you. But they gonna still. They didn't throw him over. They ain't throw him after he told them. If you throw me overboard, then your momentum gonna pick back up. Breaking through the waves to return to land, but they could not because the sea became even more violent, surging higher against them. The heat had been turned up. Then they called on the Lord and said, please, O oh Lord. This is how we be doing. Lord, if you get me out this time, I promise you, ain't. I promise you, Lord, just get me out this time. Please, O oh Lord, do not let us perish because of taking this man's life and do not make us accountable for the innocent blood for you, O oh Lord, have done as you please. So they picked Jonah up and threw him into the sea. You finally let him go. And the day you let him go, breakthrough and manifestation took place. Your momentum, they was able to roll smoother. It wasn't rocky. It wasn't all this Into the sea, they threw him into the sea, and the sea stopped its raging. Then the men greatly feared the Lord. Now they, they got saved. 
Now, because this the, this the true and living God right here. They, look, they offered a sacrifice and sowed a seed to the Lord and made vows. Now that the Lord had prepared, appointed, destined a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the stomach of the fish three days and three nights. But ask questions. Now, back in the day, people could, you could, you could get away with not asking questions. These days, don't connect with people and you ain't ask no questions. Don't get in the bed with nobody that you ain't ask questions. You need to do a background check. You need to do, you need to do a lot. I'm serious. We need to start asking questions on the front end. That way, we won't have to be praying on the back end. <laughs> Ask God in the beginning. That way, we won't go through that. We have to stop looking at people's words and start looking at lifestyles. Do I want, do I want to look like this? You need to ask yourself, do I want to look like this or do I want this in my life? Because when you're connecting with people, that's, that's what's happening. So you have to ask questions. Do I want this? Do I want to look like this? Matthew chapter tw- uh, Matthew 12 and 33. I'm about to bring it in. Matthew 12 and 33. If you want good fruit, you must make the tree good. If your tree is not good, it will have bad fruit. A tree is known by the kind of fruit it produces. That's people lifestyles. If it's good, you'll see good fruit. If not, you're going to see bad fruit. So, uh, and also, we, we put a value on relationships we shouldn't, that you know ain't no good. And then the ones that you should value, you don't show value. You need to value having true shepherds after God's own heart. Value that. Everybody don't have it. Everybody do not have it. So value that. Proverbs 12 and 26. The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. You need to choose carefully. Acknowledge God. Get the wisdom. And ask him, is this somebody that I need to be connecting with? And there are divine connections that I believe, God, but you need to stay away from the wrong ones. And I believe God is trying to get us as a body on one accord. For where he's taking the ministry, we need to be on one accord. Glory to God. So we want to begin to, uh, to examine our, our environment. Divorce those things, man. Let that stuff go. The stuff that ain't no good, the negative, I mean, we got to let it go. Got to let it go so we can grow. So we can continue to grow. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's give God a shout of praise. I'm going to give you one more scripture I got. Let's see. Let me give you one more. Uh, 1 Kings 4. 
and that's going to be 29 and 30. I gave you one more, and then we're going to close. First uh, Kings 4 and 29. And God gave Solomon, I'm going to start in the middle of this for the sake of time. And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceeding great understanding and largeness of heart like the sand on the seashore. Thus Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the men of east and all the wisdom of Egypt. And then we're going to uh, skip over to 1 Kings 11. I'm going to read 1 through 6 in the New Living Translation. And we're going to close this, this close out after this. Now, King Solomon. Now, you see where he, he had all the wisdom, right? Y'all see that? Now, King Solomon loved many foreign women. Besides Pharaoh's daughter, he married women from Moab, Ammon, Edom, Sindom, and from among the Hittites. The Lord had clearly instructed the people of Israel, you must not marry them because they would turn your hearts to their gods. Yet Solomon insisted on loving them anyway. God already told you. You prayed about it. You acknowledged it. And he told you that ain't the one for you. But you got to have him. He's so fine. She's so beautiful. You got to have him. He has seven of Who? When I read this, who? He had 700 wives of royal birth, 300 concubines. Some around here can't even handle one. I'm trying to figure out, when I read them, I'm like, who? They can't handle one good one. He, in fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. In Solomon's old age, they turned his heart to worship other gods instead of being completely faithful to the Lord, his God, and his father David had been. So basically, I'm basically saying the environment. The environment. That affects your choices. That affects your momentum. Your choices. So we want to do a self-introspect, each of us, and divorce and let go of those environments that are not serving us and, and that are not in line with what we getting here. That's going against the teachings that we getting here. We want to let that stuff go. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.